I'm Effie Parks. Welcome to Once Upon a Gene, the podcast. This is a place I created for us to connect and share the stories of our not-so-typical lives. Raising kids who are born with rare genetic syndromes and other types of disabilities can feel pretty isolating. What I know for sure is that when we can hear the triumphs and challenges from others who get it, we can find a lot more laughter, a lot more hope, and feel a lot less alone. I believe there are some magical healing powers that can happen for all of us through sharing our stories, and I'll take all the help I can get. Hello, everybody. You guys, my mind is pretty blown right now. I am so excited to bring you a conversation by a super rad dad. He married his high school sweetheart, and he is the father to five-year-old twins and an almost one-year-old son who happens to have Down syndrome. This guy is the real deal. His positive outlook on life is so cool. As parents, when we are told that our child has a genetic mutation, there is a moment, maybe several, where we think, why me? I'm constantly seeing in so many of these parents that I'm meeting the feeling of, why not me? Y'all, I know I'm on the right path because opportunities and people keep entering in a roundabout to join me in some way. I'm so excited for you to listen to my next guest, who is so genuine and fun, and he's a clear lover of life. You're just going to love him instantly. No big deal. He's also an Emmy award-winning meteorologist and TV host on King 5 Seattle. Here is my chat with Jordan Steele. I'm so excited to talk to you. Thank you so much for being here. Of course. And thank you even more for using your platform to highlight such an amazing and important topic. I really appreciate it. You know, it's funny. A lot of people say that, but I don't feel like I'm doing nowhere near enough that you need to. You know what I mean? But I guess uh, it's just a little bit that moves the needle that makes people appreciative. So yeah, every little bit helps in anything. Yeah, it's been great. It's everything's been welcoming by the general public in Western Washington. Like you tell a story and everyone just reaches out and gives you their love. It's really cool to see and feel that because you get within a specific community, like my child has Down syndrome. And within this Down syndrome community, everybody in that community knows how precious it is to get this word out. But It's kind of like a a hidden truth, right? So not the everyday media talks about stuff like this. We want to do good in every avenue of life. And then if you can have someone in a specific field go above and beyond and reach out, not only are you getting the love from that specific community, but everybody else is like, yeah, way to go. Keep going. This is awesome. I feel the same, you know, and it's just been really great. Yeah. And I think when people are watching you and listening to you and they don't have kids with disabilities. When they see how happy you are and how excited you are and how how inspired you are by your child, it sort of makes them a little more comfortable to finally ask questions. Yeah, the more you can be open about it and honest and transparent, the more people maybe understand and feel comfortable with it. So like when I was growing up, if someone looked different, you were told not to stare, right? Don't stare. So you did everything you could to ignore that person. And now the big thing is we just sent out a Christmas card and it was like, hey, our wish for everybody this year is if you see someone with a disability or that looks different, go up and say hi and treat them like a person instead of like, oh, don't stare. They've got something that looks differently and it's going to be awkward. It's like, no, hey, how are you? What's your name? My name's so-and-so, you know, and just start talking to them. 
Totally. Give those kids that exposure. Yeah. It's so important for them to learn that alongside right. them in school and everything. Mm-hmm. So why don't you tell us about Kinlan? Kinlan's your little boy born with Down syndrome. He's how old is he now? So Kinlan is what month are we in January? Wow, he's he's 11 months. He'll be a year fast. in February. It happened so fast. And it's been such a, a great experience for us for this last year. We went in through the pregnancy. Everything was great. He was healthy, beautiful baby. We didn't decide not to do genetic testing. So we were just like, just tell us everything that looks good. And they're like, yeah, it looks great. I'm like, well, then what's the point of going through the genetic testing? Let's just keep moving forward. So then he was born. Everything was still great. And then I would say within about six to eight hours after he was out, the nurses came like, hey, we should probably check for this. And at that moment, you know, you hit rock bottom, right? You think everything is going great. The um, the stresses of a hospital and the pregnancy take a toll on your physical and emotional health. And then you get thrown this. You get to a point where I was like, what is life going to look like? What is happening currently? Should we have gone forward with a third child? You have all of these things playing in your mind of like, did I make the right call by going with child number three? And oh my gosh, is my life quote unquote ruined now because of it? And I would say after a point of an additional six hours of us just crying and praying and talking to friends and family, we had this like what Oprah calls an aha moment, like this this reality of like, no, you are given a gift and this is going to be the best thing that you have ever experienced in your entire life. And I don't know how we came to that conclusion, but we did. And um, that next morning, we were just filled with complete joy. We had friends and family come and give us nothing but positive. They've embraced us and just told us how how lucky we are and how amazing uh, parents were going to be. And then from there, everything's just, it was so great. You you still have this, the scariness of doctors are telling you this, here are the what ifs, here's what could happen. It, you know, if you do anything but go online and look up what, you know, this means life expectancy, and then your mind just starts to ramble again. And, and you get caught in this, this tornado of, of a negative feeling when the reality is all is so great right now and be present. And through doctor's appointments and life through this last year, I'm still like in awe of like how amazing it really is, you know? <laughs> And you have to change your mindset and your perspective of like, we had twins first. That was the hardest thing in the world, you know? How how are we going to go forward with number three? And we just changed our mindset in terms of like expectancies of milestones and things that you learn along the way. But man, everything's just been so great. So he's yeah. he's healthy. He's happy. He had a heart palpitation. So we still have a heart doctor. He was on oxygen for a couple months after trying to get his lungs strengthened. His lungs are good now. And so everything so far, you know, knock on wood, he's been very healthy and happy. You know, we might have to go through a minor heart surgery down the road, but I'm hoping that that'll close up and everything will be good. Wow. What you and your wife did that night takes some people months and even years to oh, get to that level of acceptance and finding that bright spot. Well, because it's scary, you know, yeah. my biggest thing in my mind is like, does this mean he's going to have to live with us for the rest of our lives? Does this mean like my wife and I are no longer going to be able to be what we've been so far because we're going to have this child with us forever? And, you know, you go through all these things and I don't know how we came to that conclusion of like, it's amazing. I think it had to do with it was a God thing. It was friends. It was people just embracing us saying, hey, no, you realize how lucky you are. And we kind of were looking at it with a different lens and we're like, yeah, you're totally right. And then we also had a situation happen where the Christmas prior, he was born in February, but Christmas before my wife's father passed away. And so we went through this whole scary, sad situation with her dad passing that it almost transcribed into Kinlan's birth being like a gift. 
from her dad in a weird way because we weren't we didn't find out if he was a boy or girl until he came out we thought he was a girl the whole time so we had all these girl names we had like three boy names we're like he's i feel a girl i sense a girl and he came out we're like what and my wife right when she got her she's like i feel like this is a gift from my dad you know like we still believe that well even with all the family support and the friend support and the social media support i think in the end you make a choice, right? Yeah. To embrace it and to realize that you're on a different path and it isn't what you expected, but it's so awesome. True. And I really, I really believe that the sooner you come to some acceptance. But how do you get there, right? So I don't know how I got there other than having friends and family. If someone's listening right now, like how can one get there? Do you have any tips? I mean, I think it's a lot of figuring out ways that fill you up, whether, you know, whether it's a lot of reflecting, whether it's journaling, whether it's talking to people online. I made a lot of connections online with people who were on a similar path than me. You know, I didn't have any friends or family with disabilities. I was watching my friends' kids grow up and hit these milestones that... Yeah weren't connecting with my family. And I just knew that I had to find another way. Yeah. I think for me, it was shutting out the big picture. Focus on the current right now, because it's like, if you think of anything you're going to do, you look at the big picture, it can easily stress you out. Even like, let's say you're moving, let's say anything, it, it freaks you out. But if you take that and go into the right now and what is the next step, it calms everything down because you're not looking at the big picture. You're just like, okay, what's the next step? Okay, then now what's the next step? And it helped us a lot to just be like, appreciate the health, your baby right now. And we're like, yeah, this is a gift. And then from there, it just grew. Man, you sound like my husband. Anytime my mind starts to race or I worry about yeah. things with yeah. my son, Casey brings me right back with advice just like that. Ugh, I love it. So do you think that knowing Kinlan's diagnosis would have helped you prepare in any way better if you had known while your wife was pregnant? Or does that even enter your mind? No. I think if we were to know of Kinlan's diagnosis, I think we would have freaked out even more. We would have done more research. We would have, it would have taken a lot longer probably for us to come to that conclusion of like pure joy. I could be wrong because I didn't go down that path, but I think if we were to know, there would have just been a lot of time before he came of stress and worry. And what is that going to do to your baby? And, you know, ultimately, what does that do for you? It just mm-hmm. causes internal conflict that you don't need. So anyway, for some people, it's helpful for us. I don't know if it would have been. Yeah. So how would you say that having a son like Kinlan has enhanced your family or changed the way you parent your other kids? I would say, yeah, much more graceful. I have a lot more grace and patience. I think having twins, you struggle with patience. Uh, That was probably the hardest thing. And, you know, getting that patience uh, took some time, years, five years. (laughs) But um, having Kinlan gave me this perspective and, and with Danny's dad passing away. I think that both of those gave me perspective of how precious life is and how you need to be just calm and smooth and steady and enjoy as much right now as you can because life's a gift. Every little thing's a gift. Health is a gift. You know, going through these health scares with Kinlan, every little thing is a gift. And we all take it for granted. Healthy baby, great. Do you know what it takes to get a healthy baby? There's so many people who don't have healthy babies. You have a healthy baby? That is huge. <laughs> and so sometimes I look at my kids and I see their their crazy attitudes. They're, they talk back. Now they're, what, five and a half, turning six soon. And I just look at them. I'm like, how could I parent this kid right now and just be with, with love and grace? 
I, I, my temper still gets up there, but I also always circle back and just like fill them with love. And, and I think it's opening their eyes too, because they know how precious kindling is and how it's not just easy to just get up and, and walk. You know, it takes a lot more time for certain other people to do a, something that could be so easy for someone else. And it's been cool because they'll come back from school and say, hey, mommy, daddy, I saw this kid and he had, or she had Down syndrome. And I was like, oh, really? That's so great. And they're still learning too, you know? But, yeah. Um, it's been cool. Yeah. I think you start to realize that there are no little things in our households. The little right. things are huge and they're like fireworks every time. Yeah, that's so true. It's the journey that we're all on, right? This, this <laughs> journey of life that's just absolutely fascinating and beautiful and tough and scary. And my life is I've been about finding the joy in every moment. So even if there's a bad situation, I try and look for the good. And for some people, it makes them really mad because mm-hmm. I'll find a terrible situation of like, you know what the good is and out of this. And, and to them, some people are like, well, you can't justify that. I'm like, no, no, you, you can't. But I just try to find something in this terrible moment of what is the good that comes out of it? What can I look forward to? What am I happy about? Just because it could be so depressing if you don't. Mm, That's a skill. Yeah, I know. So how do you talk to your twins about disability? Caden, Emery, get off Kinlan. (laughs) (laughs) You're too rough with him. No, (laughs) I, um, because they, they, you know, they love him so much. They get so, I'm like, you got to be careful. Because they get questions from their peers, right? How do you, how do you prepare? So the first thing we had to tell them about what, what it was to have Down syndrome, you know, the first experience we had was when we had some neighbors who have kids and they, you know, they were like, oh, well, your new baby brother is going to have, will look weird, look different. He's got like a flat face and all this stuff. And so they would come home and be like, they sound really this. I'm like, okay, well, let's, let's talk about this. So yes, Kinlan will probably look a little different. Here are some of the things that are going to be different with him. And they're like, well, I think their biggest thing is just why, why is this happening? Why is, you know, and and there's no answer for that. So we're into a, a, a period now where we're just like, hey, you know, this is really special. And um, we've been blessed with a child with disabilities, which in return will make us all more appreciative of, of who we are. Mm. Right. And and so it's been milestones that we teach me. You can't do this with him. You, you know, he can't do that. You got to do this. Like, oh, OK. And I don't know how it's going to how, how they will look at the world differently, but I'm hoping that it's going to you know, make their journey even much more special. So I think it's just starting with uh, physical things that they can see that are different and then going into like just walking or crawling and, you know, why can't he do this yet? Why can't he eat this yet? And so we're just been slowly but surely teaching. Yeah, I've been connecting with some adults who have had siblings with disabilities and it's really fascinating to me. Almost all of them are in some sort of career or contribute to something that is a compassionate sort of relatable thing because they had a a brother or a sister grow up with something like that. And they just, they've all figured out a way to give back in some way with whatever they're doing. And it's really cool. That is cool. It's really cool. That takes a a family, a dedicated family, right? Because there's a lot of people who have situations like this and they just get hurt so much by it that it makes life so much more difficult. And so that's why I think it's so important for all of us to like, look at the bright side of things that happen in life because this could rock your world in a bad way and you don't want that to happen. Yeah. And and that's with anything. That's not just having a child with disabilities. That's with a car accident. That's with losing a job. That's with a friend passing. Anything, you have to try and, and move forward in a positive, graceful way. It's tough. And when we have kids that are staring you in the face with laughter and joy and genuine just exuberance for life, it's almost impossible not to recognize that and just stop yourself. Yeah. I mean, it's it's amazing. I see it all day and it blows my mind. 
Yeah, I think we could learn a lot from kids. Yeah. Because as we get older, I don't know why we lose some things. I think it's just society and, you know, the world becoming more weighted on our shoulders. You know, when you're a kid, you're the you're at the closest point of your true self, you know, your soul coming out of that womb and being just your most authentic self. And then as you get older, the world starts to impact you differently. But we can look at kids and and learn a lot if you choose to do that, which I think is I think we all should. Yeah. Celebrating the differences rather than trying to be the same. Now, are you in a, like a a club or anything where you meet people with disabilities, with children with disabilities or anything? No. I mean, I'm just a part of different face groups here and there, whether it's like for a feeding tube or a wheelchair, you know, whatever symptom my son has. like a meetup. No, I've never gone to a meetup proper, but I actually did just go to Arizona and meet a friend in person that I met three years ago online from a group. And we oh. went and had a weekend together and met each other. It was my first time meeting her. But we have become such close friends in this Facebook land and being able to talk to someone who really gets it. Yeah. You know, someone I never would have met otherwise. And I've become so close to her because we've just been able to let each other feel the way we've yeah. felt. And no, she, nobody has to even say anything. You know, just yeah. letting someone hold space for you is so valuable, I feel like, when you're going through anything. But yeah, that's as close to a meetup as I have that's gotten cool. to. I've never, you know, when, when you have a child with disabilities, a lot of people are like, hey, you're going to need a network. You're going to need a team. Here's all this pamphlet information of who you can meet up. Oh, there's a Facebook group here. Here's the pediatrician you need to go to. And you get so overwhelmed with everything. I'm like, hold on a second. I, I just, I, I need to focus on this kid right now. So he's not yet one. We have yet to go to like a, a an actual meetup like that, but we've been asked a lot. And I know as we get older, we probably will. But that's why I was asking you just if that's helped at all. But it sounds like this Facebook group has helped you a lot. Mm. Yeah, for sure. I mean, social media has been a life, a lifeline. Yeah. Yeah. And I think in the beginning, too, when you're just sort of getting your bearings and you have an appointment every single day of the week, right. it's hard to think about finding a social group and adding one more thing to your list. Yeah. But eventually you're ready and eventually you have it down. And, you know, even if it's just your son entering a little preschool thing, you meet those parents and it mm-hmm. breaks you in that way. But in the beginning, it is busy and it's yeah. hard. Yeah. Very busy. And stressful, but yeah, it's those community group. The online one specifically, I know it's helped my wife a lot and um, even Instagram and Facebook, it's just, it's opened our eyes to a lot of other people who reached out. Even since we've put stuff on TV on King 5, it's been like people have reached out. I'm like, wow, I had no idea the community was this big. This is crazy. <laughs> this is cool. It's the largest minority. I mean. Yeah. So I kind of want to know what, how you and your wife feel like, what are the biggest misconceptions that you had or that you feel other people have about Down syndrome? About Down syndrome specifically? Well, the thing about it is there's a whole spectrum within the Down syndrome community, right? So it's just like anything else. Like you have a spectrum with a typical child, you have a spectrum with a kid with Down syndrome. And so that spectrum can be a wide array of how severe it is and how somewhat minor it is. And I think um, what we're learning is limitations that society might put on people with Down syndrome and then looking at people just taking those limitations and hitting a home run with a baseball bat and saying, no, no, I'm going to do it my way. Now you can see people with Down syndrome. I mean, there was a, a the new Gerber baby was a child with Down syndrome, <laughs> right? I met this girl. I think her name is Tabitha, the model on Instagram. I think she's 15 and she's a model and she reached out to me all the time. I'm like this little girl is just like rocking it. And okay. so I think the biggest thing is the world or society will try to limit you, put like a line. Okay. This is, you're going to be down here, but I think that happens with everybody too. You don't have to sit in that under that line. You can go as high as you want, as long, as far as you want 
without anybody's approval. And we're seeing more of that. I mean, the new movie that came out with Shia LaBeouf, um, with that kid with Down syndrome, uh, Peanut Butter Falcon, it was a huge success in terms of, you know, the critics gave it some great reviews. And I, I just remember reading an article with Shia LaBeouf and the director saying, man, we need more people like this kid in our world. Yes. And so, you know, before that would have never been a thing. And now that we're talking about it more, it's becoming more normal. I am part of the board of Northwest Center. And Northwest Center is an amazing opportunity. And it's an organization here in the Pacific Northwest that help kids from birth through school. They have a couple of schools all the way to past graduation to getting a job. And they'll help you. They have a partnership with Amazon where they fill jobs with people with all sorts of disabilities and they have job coaches and they help so many people. And their big thing too, that I've been learning a lot is like, we need to integrate more people with disabilities in the everyday workplace, because here's the data that supports, not only you're going to make more money financially, you're going to retain more employees. Employees are going to be happier. They're going to feel a sense of worth. It just makes society a more enjoyable place to live instead of saying, oh, you're the kid with quote unquote special needs. You need to go in the special needs class. It's like, no, now we need to integrate them into everyday class. And so we can all be working with each other together. And not only does it help those with disabilities learn faster, it helps those typical children have more understanding and compassion than they ever would have if they didn't. So we're learning a lot and it's been cool to keep pushing the boundaries and opening people's eyes. And I mean, that's, that's the point of all this. We're all inclusive in every aspect of life. It's been a long journey and it will continue to be a long journey. I mean, shoot, it was the, was it the sixties when kids were called the R word and they were told they can't go in school. I got to meet one of the founding ladies in Washington state, her and four other women, I believe went to the Capitol in Washington to like change the national law to say our kids need to be in school too. And I got to meet her. I was like, this is so cool. Her name is Janet Tiger. And she was, she was just a fireball. Yes. I think this is the most exciting time to be a parent, to be a disabled person, to just be here while everything is shifting and watching things come into acceptance and people start talking about it and it becomes normal. And I think we're in a really exciting time for change. Yeah, I do too. And, um, you know, it's only going to get better. Yes. As long as everybody keeps voicing with the importance of what we all think life should be, right? It's precious. It's a gift for everybody. It's a fun journey. <laughs> Glad I'm on it. I would have never been on it if we didn't have number three. Amen. Amen. Because we almost didn't have number three. I was like, after twins, I don't want any more. I can't even believe that. Yeah. Oh, Kinlan is so cute. Yeah, he's a, he's a stud. Well, I just have one more question for you. I want to know what you would tell parents in the beginning, like they've just received a diagnosis. What would you tell them? I would say feel every emotion because those emotions are there for a reason and you don't want to mute those emotions. You're going to feel extremely sad and scared and you want to acknowledge that feeling and embrace that feeling and feel that feeling, but don't let that feeling take over your life, right? So you have to come to a, a sense of peace and calm and everyone's going to be on their own journey with that. So whether that's finding a community, a Facebook group, talking to other moms, which is so easy to do these days and just asking how their life is and knowing that you have an outlet there to, to help give you a sense of freedom. But if you're just finding out you have a diagnosis, I would say the big thing is feel those feelings and emotions and somehow try to get to the end goal of life is not over. This is going to continue going. And for some, it's just the beginning of something that's way more beautiful. It's different, but it's a good different. 
And so however you can get there, use your friends, your resources, don't stay internal, you know, voice your feelings and thoughts. Don't think you're a terrible person for feeling the worst or thinking the worst, because we all go through that and and know that that's part of this. It's a grief. You know, you're going through a grieving process of like thinking you were going to have one thing and not having that one thing. And so you, that's, I remember a nurse told me that it's like, you're grieving the loss of the idea of a happy, healthy baby, which he's a happy baby. He is a healthy baby. <laughs> it's just a different happy, healthy baby. And so I'm like, yeah, you're right. She goes, so you have to grieve, grieve it, let it, let it go. And yes. I think we did that as fast as possible. And everyone's got to kind of go through that. My most favorite advice, and I wholeheartedly believe it, feeling your emotions and moving through them and realizing and knowing that there is a light and there is hope. Yeah, it's all yeah. good. We're all in this together. That. Yay. Yeah. Jordan, thank you so much. I really appreciate you sharing a little bit about your about your story. And yeah, I'm so excited to have great. met you. Thank you for doing what you're doing. My pleasure. I hope you've been enjoying this podcast. If you like what you hear, please share this show with your people and please make sure to rate and review it on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also head over to Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter to connect with me and stay updated on the show. If you're interested in sharing your story or if you have anything you would like to contribute, please submit it to my website at effieparks.com. Thank you so much for listening to the show and for supporting me along the way. I appreciate you all so much. I don't know what kind of day you're having, but if you need a little pick-me-up, Ford's got you.